Lesson two is brokenness. A couple quotes that reflect this lesson are Romans 7, verse 18, which says, For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. And Paul David Tripp said, I am my biggest marital problem. Going into marriage, many couples think their love and commitment will be enough to make the relationship work. They often have an inflated view of their ability to love and don't fully realize what a successful marriage looks like. They soon realize that a healthy marriage is very hard work and that the selfless, sacrificial, life-giving love they were created to experience is impossible without God. Almost every married person could create a list of things that make marriage hard. Often, people's lists of difficulties focus on external factors, like finances, careers, parenting, sex, busyness, or their spouse's behavior. Their circumstances or their spouse are the problems to fix, rather than their own shortcomings. For example, they may think that if their spouse would simply be more loving, sexually responsive, present, or less controlling, their marriage would be great. But God's Word says that marriage problems are often more internal than external. It directs us to examine our own faults first. James 4 verse 1 says, What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? It may be difficult to hear that your first problem to address isn't your circumstances or spouse, but rather the sinfulness within your own heart especially if you have been hurt deeply by your spouse. The point is that no matter how broken your situation or your spouse, you are broken too. And you have a part in why your marriage isn't where it should be. Even if your part has been staying quiet when there is a need to lovingly address harmful behavior in your relationship, the good news is that if you accept that you have some role in your marriage struggles, you can do something about it. You can work on yourself. John McGee said, One of the best ways to improve your marriage is to draw a circle around yourself and begin changing everyone inside the circle. You are the part of your marriage which you can influence most. Regardless of how your spouse responds or whether difficult circumstances persist, you can grow in how you love, forgive, respond, and serve. You don't need anyone's permission to change. You just need to be convinced that something in yourself needs to change and look to God for help, because without God, you are powerless to experience true love. Take a moment to answer this question. Question 1. What do you think and feel about the quote, I am my biggest marital problem? Why? Note, if you are suffering abuse in your marriage, know that abuse is never your fault. Each person is completely responsible for his or her own actions. If you think you are suffering abuse in your marriage, read Appendix A for definitions of abuse and let your leaders know. To have the relationship for which you were designed, you must first allow God to work in your own heart to reveal the parts of your life that negatively affect your marriage. These may be hard to see because it is human nature to defend and justify yourself. Matthew 7 verses 3 and 5 says, Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? You hypocrite! 
First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. But God wants you to be a healthy contributor to your relationship. If you aren't healthy, your marriage won't be healthy. And God will help you look past your spouse's faults to clearly see sinful areas of your own life if you are willing. It takes humility and courage to honestly face your brokenness without excuses. But if you set aside pride to grieve the things keeping you from God's best and allow God to heal these areas, you will be on your way to experiencing love as God intends. God wants to remove your hurts, fears, resentments, selfishness, and other things affecting your marriage. To move closer to this true love, your next step is to admit your brokenness and inability to love your spouse like God loves you. To begin this step, ask God to help you see the areas of your life that are negatively affecting your marriage. Psalm 139 verses 23 to 24 is a great example of how to do this. It says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Then do the following exercise. For each topic mentioned regarding your marriage, ask God to help you see and record specific examples of how you have been resentful, selfish, prideful, lazy, controlling, critical. If you have trouble thinking of what to list, consider your last fight with your spouse or your own worst moment in marriage. Take a moment to answer these questions. Question 2. How do you think the sins listed in this exercise have impacted your marriage? Be specific. Question 3. What is missing from this list that your spouse has mentioned in the past as something that hinders your marriage? Anything you've left off the list that perhaps your spouse doesn't even realize? It is difficult when God reveals how you are contributing to your hardships in marriage. But don't lose hope, because God deeply loves you despite these things. He has known these things all along. He doesn't want you to be overwhelmed by your brokenness, but for you to confront these things and bring them to Him for change. God's heart is to always heal and restore you to goodness. In Isaiah 1 verses 18 to 19, God to the land of Judah after revealing their sin said, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you engage with God first, the true source of love, He can fill your life with true love and peace even if your spouse or circumstances don't change. The broken parts of your life that you identified are not caused by your spouse or the hardships you are facing, but by sin within you. The truth is that you are just like all of us. It is human nature to behave selfishly in ways that harm our relationships. You will never overcome your sinful human nature, known in the Bible as the flesh, without God's help. Romans 7 verse 18 says, For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. 
For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. The great news is that no matter how broken you are or the damage you've done, God invites you to bring that brokenness to Him. He resurrects broken lives and heals relationships. He will not reject any who come humbly to Him. Admit to yourself and to God your brokenness and inability to love your spouse like God loves you. God will not reject a contrite heart. Psalm 51 verse 17 says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Here are two action items that go along with this lesson. 1. Before coming to group, discuss your answers with your spouse. 2. Read all of Psalm 51 and write down any personal observations. The prayer of the week is, God, please begin to heal the brokenness in my life affecting our marriage. The truth about marriage. One lie we believe is, I can never have a great marriage because there has been too much damage. But the truth is, when you sin, God does not look for ways to punish you or withhold his best from you. Psalm 103 verse 10 says, He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. When you sin, you may believe that God will withhold his plan A for your future and give you his plan B instead. While there may be consequences for past actions, the good news is that God is for you, not against you, and wants you to experience the fullness of his design for marriage. For additional resources on this lesson, see reengage.org/brokenness. brokenness.